Hey, and welcome to the Quest Podcast. We are so excited that you are here. Life with Christ is an absolute journey, and you do not have to do it alone. Jesus is in every single bit of it. We are excited to help you connect the Bible, the Word of God, to our culture and your calling. God has so many great things in store for you and for the world around us if we choose to step in with His mission and His calling in our lives. So grab a backpack, a water bottle, and join us on the adventure. Hey guys, welcome again to the Quest Podcast. We are done with our Calling to Ministry series, so we got to hear from three awesome examples of what it means to be called to ministry the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Bob Black. Yep, so you get perspective from a college student, a professor, and somebody who has been in the field. And actually, we got to talk to someone in mission. So if you haven't listened to those podcasts, go back and listen to those, because we are moving on to our next part of the Calling series, because we're not just here to talk about calling to ministry. We're here to talk about calling in general as well. What does it look like to be called, maybe not to the church, but to a field where God has asked you to be obedient? So, fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Here you go. Here's my fact for the day. Um, Barna, a little while ago, found out his stats a few years ago back said that nearly half of Christian teenagers aspire to careers in science. So nearly half of Christians, teens, are like, I want to work in the science field. And another, like one-fifth, in creative professions, whether it's arts hmm. and other things. So there's like about 60% of Christian teens that are looking to say, how do I live out my life and my passions and my calling, potentially not in a formal, traditional mm-hmm. ministry role. There's so, there's so many people to talk about beyond just a formal ministry role. Those are such like discovery type fields where you just can discover a ton of things mm. as you learn and as you grow in them. So that's super exciting. Um, like a level of brilliance in different ways. Absolutely. Not a a level of brilliance that I don't have. (laughs) Um, So on that subject, we are starting our next part of the calling series. And so these will be people that are not necessarily called to ministry, but called by God to a certain field. And so we're starting with an awesome college student, Bree Woodhams. She is one of my good friends, and I'm super excited for you to hear from her because she is so wise and sweet and kind. Bree, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> we are so excited for you to be here. Tell us uh, what year you are, what you're studying, uh, things that you do around campus. Uh, yeah, what do you what do you do? So I am a junior here at, at SU, and I am majoring in forensics and chemistry. Um, and then I also am a lifeguard slash hall chaplain in the residence buildings. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we were actually just talking before this. How did you hear about SWU? So I actually went to a college fair, and I was looking at a bunch of schools uh, at their criminal justice departments and chemistry departments and seeing how the two could come together. Mm. And every school that I went to said I should talk to Southern Wesleyan. And so I went and talked to SWU, and they so they had a forensics major, and it was the only one in the state of South Carolina. Um, and then... I came and visited, and then they were talk, telling us about a scholarship. I got the scholarship, and it was just all the all the signs kept pointing to Sue. That's cool. Awesome. God was just like, "Hey, this is what I have for you." Absolutely. That is that is so cool. Um, so for you, it was this very circumstantial thing to be called to Sue specifically, and 
this realization of, oh man, I can couple like loving people uh, and helping them with this thing that I love, chemistry. Uh, that's super cool to bring together. What, uh, what do you think it means to be called by God? I've actually I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Is a lot of people try to associate a calling with specifically vocational ministry. Yeah. And I wrestled with that a little bit when I was younger, thinking that I wasn't called by God because I didn't feel mm-hmm. called to the ministry field. Mm-hmm. But I really think that being called by God is more just doing what He's designed you to do and following the destiny He has laid out for you that only you can accomplish. It's kind of like being that one piece of the puzzle in a jigsaw puzzle that not all the pieces look the same, they're not all for, they don't all have the same purpose, but they all work together and fit perfectly to create this beautiful picture and masterpiece that God has created. Yeah, I imagine, uh, like, we need different types of shoes to, to bring the gospel to different places. Like, and, and sometimes these shoes, like, work in hospitals, sometimes these shoes, like, uh, are shoes that like law enforcement wears. Uh, it could be a server's shoe. It could be, well, Brent has flip-flops on right now. <laughs> so his shoes look like that. Uh, we need people that can go to different places. And for you, like that looks like the criminal justice slash like forensics field. Um, and I love it. Like even like, like what you said, just is such a good biblical picture. Like for yeah. me, so when we talk about like just how God created this imaging masterpiece, but the Bible talks about the metaphor of different the hand, the ear, the different parts making up the body of Christ. It also uses a picture of like a temple, like how we're all different bricks or we make up a bigger like building. So like that's such a great way to look at it in the sense of those, whether they're called to like what you call vocational ministry in a church or a Christians in the medical field, all those are creating this temple or this masterpiece body together um, that have a different things, but they're all purposeful. They all fit together so well, like a puzzle piece. That's such a great uh, metaphor analogy and I can learn a lot from people who are not in this like calling to ministry or in the in a church setting right now but you serve out like in the church as well do you tell them what you do in church how you serve so at uh, welcome Wesleyan Church I've been going there since I was since my freshman year and I went there and started helping out with their youth group the, and that's been really interesting to watch that kind of develop and grow. And on top of that, some people there found out that I play piano, so I've just recently started helping out and with their worship team as well and playing on Sunday mornings. And actually, this past Sunday, I got to play, so that was really interesting, really cool. That is so cool. That is awesome. And then also, like just going back to what you said earlier, for like listeners that may not be familiar with the college world as much. Mm-hmm. Um, in the student life, like in the dorms, we have RAs that oversee like more of the um, responsibilities of the students, making sure they're following the rules and invest in them. But then we also yeah. have chaplains or lifeguards here. So you've chosen specifically, not only inside the church to serve, but like in the hall, pretty much you are in the designated role to just care for the spiritual well-being of the students in your floor or dorm or apartment, wherever that is. So that's just cool that you're invested in a lot of different ways to help other people. How do you think that, that those pieces have grown, just how you relate to people and how you bring the gospel to people in general? Does anyone put a different perspective on uh, people in general 
and it's my social interactions. Because coming to show is a very introverted, shy person, didn't want to talk to anybody. If you don't talk to me, I'm not talking to you. Mm. Uh, so taking part in these roles have kind of forced me out of my comfort zone. Like helping out in the youth group. As a leader, you have to go to the students. You have to go talk yeah. to them. And then as being a lifeguard, uh, you're, the people on your hall are not always going to come to you. Most of the, a lot of times you have to go to them and it kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone to not just talk with them, but also to have deep, serious conversations, which can be difficult but rewarding. Do you think that will work when you are like out in your field? like learning to go to people instead of assuming that people might come to you? Definitely. Um, I think it'll help a lot. Because if I hadn't taken part in these roles, I probably would still be more introverted and would not go talk to people like I need to. And I think that'll really help me in the future to just be keen on when people need somebody to talk to and not just waiting for them to reach out. So a lot of times when someone's in need, they don't want to reach out to mm -hmm. people. Yeah. The reverse side of that I was thinking was, what does a lifeguarded chaplain role look like for a high schooler? Like, so Ooh, how would they yeah. take on the mindset? If someone's in like high school, like, I mean, I was thinking maybe in church, it's like taking on a small group up and lead a small group. That might be a way that you like have responsibility, but most high schoolers aren't living in a dorm and don't have all these students. So, what would you like I'm just asking I'm, not, I'm processing out loud would there be something kind of like taking on the mindset of a chaplain in a school setting that you could think of like what would be the closest thing to like stepping out and kind of taking ownership for the spiritual life of students in school settings for high schoolers like what would that look like for you to take what you know now back to when you were in high school that's a really good question <laughs> I know that a lot of schools will have like Fellowship of Christian Athletes programs. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. those are really good to take part in and maybe even become a leader of, or if your school doesn't have one, to start one. Um, and they're also at my high school, once a week there were Bible studies that were student-led. And those are really neat to take part in. So I guess either of those would be good, but even if you can't do any of those things, just be observant of the people around you and you're fellow classmates whenever they're struggling like mm. be open and like keep your eyes open and notice the times when they may feel down because sometimes I might just need somebody to talk to yeah that's something I've noticed you're really good at um you see people and in fields okay when you go to the church you're like expected to talk about Jesus or like if you are associated with the church um in places not in the church uh that is not just a random conversation you have or else like you're gonna get shunned at some point <laughs> it's like hey have you heard about Jesus yeah but I'm gonna go this way like uh, that can be like a really awkward first conversation and so uh, what you're talking about like how can we do that in our high schools um, get to know people and I think you do that really well like actually genuinely care about the people around you and uh that shows jesus so much more sometimes than just walking up and, and talking yes we need to use our words to proclaim christ um, but if it's backed up by our actions and genuine care which is what you do really well brie um and really getting to know the depth of a person and speaking into that uh that's a win 
I think, because <laughs> what is the phrase like? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I know that's like very cliche, but it's so true. Um, if I just speak empty words to you but have no actions behind it, um, then my gospel that I want to present to you means nothing um, because I back it up. I can't back it up. And I just just think, do you know how many are um, students you have as a lifeguard, like on the floors of the apartment? Where are you at? I think it's about 30 girls on my hall, I think. Gotcha. Somewhere in there. I was just thinking, I, I, I cared about making an impact at my school. Yeah. But what would it look like if I would actually take on someone a lifeguard or chaplain mentality for my class? Like, mm. not like, hey, I'm your chaplain, let me talk to you. But like, just in general, like, in the same way you take it up to the floor, hey, who do I need to connect with and just see how they're doing mm. and love on them and just kind of speak kind of encouraging your Jesus into the life when it's necessary? Like, That'd be such a good mentality. So I'm, I'm excited to learn from you even in the rest of this podcast because mm-hmm. that's something you do not only just in student life, but I think you do even as your profession and career is the way you're headed. So that's what part of why we have you here, and I'm excited to learn from you. <laughs> um, if I know we've talked about this at times. When God lays someone on your heart to pursue, what is, like, what is the first thing that you would do? If you're like, uh, oh, I think God's like asking me to get to know this person. Uh, what is your strategy for that? So usually it's just kind of a smile, just saying, hey, anytime I see them making a point that if they're even close or in the same room as me or close vicinity, just to call them out, just to show them, like, I know who you are. I'm thinking about you. I see you. I want to talk to you. And just kind of smiling, waving anytime that I get the chance. Ask them how they're doing, and sometimes that can open up doors. Not just, like, just not getting past the average, yeah, I'm good, and just moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes, if they ask how I'm doing, I go ahead and open up to them to show them, like, vulnerability on my part, mm-hmm. so that they know they're able to be vulnerable as well. Yeah, oh, that's so good. Yeah, seeing that, like, you're open and authentic makes other people open and authentic, too. Um, it's just a natural thing that happens. Um, Can I yeah, go ahead. I'm so curious. I just want to get to this point just here. So you feel like God kind of called and opened the door for you to go into criminal justice criminal justice and forensic science. So how do you plan, like, if God's opening that door, how do you plan to use that for God? What's the heart? Like, what are you sitting there going, like, man, I'm going to... This is how I plan. I think God wants me to use this for him or the greater good of people or the church. How do you see those connecting? I'm so curious. I've actually been slightly struggling with that recently. Um, going back and forth and kind of asking God, well, what, is, what is this going to look like? Because I came in, I came to SU knowing I wanted to major in forensics and chemistry, but not knowing really what I wanted to do with it. And so it's been interesting recently getting to talk with different professors who have actually been in the profession and see how it kind of develops and a lot of times when you because I want to work in a crime lab Mm -hmm. of some sort and what's really beneficial in a crime lab is you go in and you start out kind of at the base level just doing drug analysis and you work your way up kind of the ladder sort of to do different analysis or analyses and I think that would kind of be helpful to create and build relationships because the longer you're there, the more you get to know people. 
and the more you get to know people, the deeper conversations you can go with them. And so I think just using that time of how long you're there, not just in the day, but how long you are there for like years um, to build the deeper relationships, to eventually get to go into those deeper conversations, not necessarily having to throw them in the deep end per se. I love that. Yeah. Having someone that's smart, but also just has an amazing heart, solving like problems, cases, just a lot of different things in the medical realm. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's an integrity you can trust, and it's like not only will you be doing your job well, but just by what you're saying, you're going to build the team up and the people around you well at the same time. Like that's 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 amazing. Yeah, I would love to work in that work environment with you, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that like that's how you would love people. But I can't do chemistry whatsoever, so <laughs> I tried that. I took like a AP Chem class in high school, and it was like a no go for me. My uh, so. my, my team, my lab partners, ended up being like the smart girls in the class. So uh, I got lucky. Was it unintentional? But I definitely did better in chemistry because I had smart. So what we're saying smart. is, our piece of the body is thankful for your piece of the body, <laughs> but <laughs> because the world would not be good if I was in a chemistry lab. <laughs> Um, that's a beautiful longevity piece. Like I'm here and I'm here. And so through the thick and thin, I'm going to walk with life with people. And sometimes that is some of the best evangelism that we can do is to walk life with people. Yeah. We're called to share, uh, about Jesus. Absolutely. God calls us to do that. Um, but walking with people is a beautiful thing too. And so for you to have a desire to create environments where people feel loved and then that conversation just naturally comes up like, why are you so kind? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, It's because of Jesus and what he's done for me. Let me tell you about it. Um, That's a really, really beautiful thing. Uh, Yeah. So if I'm a high school student, a high school student listening that wants to be in some kind of medical field or science field that we we talked about, or even creative field, what, 60% of Christian high school students? Yeah, between science Um, and creative fields, yeah, 60%. What what kind of advice would you give to them, to someone who is wrestling in bringing the gospel to a field that might be outside of ministry? A phrase that I heard a lot growing up in my church was, preach wherever you go, use words when necessary. Mm. And I think that can really apply to a vocation outside of ministry because you're not always going to have the opportunity to sit down and have a two-hour long conversation with somebody about Christ and where their faith walk is. Or it may be somebody who doesn't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you just show them the love of Christ through your actions then a lot of times they'll be wanting to come to you, they'll be drawn to you, and want to learn more about who you are and why you are the way that you are. Why, like you said, like why are you so kind? Why do you have so much joy and all this stuff? And you're able to ease into those conversations. It's not always about hitting somebody over the head with a Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes all somebody needs to see is they just need to see that you're loving on people and even though you're not in a ministry type setting Mm -hmm. in a church specifically you're still able to use that position Mm -hmm. because you need we need christians who are out in the world Mm -hmm. Um, because like we're called to shine a light 
but if we're in a brightly lit room and you pull out a flashlight, it doesn't do much good. Mm. But um, flashlights are most useful in the darkness. Mm. And I think that really applies to going into something that's seen as more the secular world, being able to shine that light for the people that they can be drawn to, to be pulled out of the darkness that they may find themselves in. That's beautiful. That's powerful. That's really, really powerful. Um, I've, I have one more question for you. Um, in taking, taking uh, like health classes or chemistry classes or biology classes, like the science field classes at SWU, um, I, the professors here are so good at bringing God into the conversation and saying, like, this is how God created it. Um, can you speak to a little bit about that? Like, how have your professors shown you more about God through science? It's actually been really interesting watching some of my professors. Just in little things, they may start the class with a devotion or something like that. Almost every teacher I've ever had will start class with prayer. They go, it's, for example, like it's 12 o'clock, we're going to pray, and then we'll get into the lesson for the day. So they've been able to do that, but then there are also different areas where, especially with, like in my biology class, and I know you and I, Michaela, talked about this <laughs> a couple weeks ago, that yeah. in, in our bodies there is disorder mm-hmm. that allows us to keep functioning. Uh, and it may seem kind of counterproductive. You would think you wouldn't want disorder, you wouldn't want chaos, yeah. but it allows things to move uh, like different molecules if it's if everything's equal nothing's going to go anywhere mm-hmm. but when there's a little bit of disorder a little bit of chaos you can start to see this movement happen that keeps our bodies going and it's been kind of interesting seeing that in the science field and being able to compare that to our faith, uh, faith walk with Christ that when we become complacent nothing happens yeah. And so I think it's kind of unique that there are different things in our bodies. And even some of my teachers have said before, this isn't how I would do it if I were um, to create the human body. Mm-hmm. But this is how God did it. And then like two chapters later, we'll find out why. Mm-hmm. And it's so, in, it's so unique that there's order in the chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, sitting at the table and talking to you about that was so cool because we can get so wrapped up in how chaotic things are and how disorganized they are, but like that's how we live in this like slight uh, disorder so that things can still happen. And that's so consistent, like with even creation, like outside of kind of just our bodies. Like if you look outside, like like just outside trees, bushes, like there's a there's an order to the chaos, but there's also chaos that creates a beauty to it. So like. There is something about God that's, that, that I think that's reflective of. That's so cool for you um, to kind of mention that. Uh, I was curious, actually, there's one other thing I was wanting to bring it back to. You said you were wrestling through kind of calling what's next. Um, and in my head, when you said, I've got these two different things, these majors, chemistry and uh, criminal justice, and how those all fit together, uh, I'm like, that's so true about calling. How mm-hmm. often, though, is it that you kind of bring, God, I got these things, but I don't know how they fit together. Like, so many of us want our major to just tell us what job we're going to get, but so often the job isn't exactly 
connect with our major. And so, so often I feel like calling, we want it all put together, but there's usually a little bit of chaos, a little bit of trust when you're graduating from high school or college. You're like, God, I got these pieces. So how does it all fit together now? Like, well, what exactly does this all mean that I've been obedient with that? So anyways, as you're saying that, I feel like you're living that out right now. Like the, 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 the organ, you've been very organized in your track. You knew what you wanted to do, but right now it's a little bit of chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's partially life. How guys want to probably potentially grow you or maybe might be a part of the healthiness of life, maybe. He's also um, going off of that, like wired you that way. And, it, and it's different than how he's wired other people. And so, like, you love people well, but you also uh, love the details really well, too. And so that's so cool that, like, God is giving you a calling that he's actually, like, already kind of made you for. Because he had a purpose for you long before you were even thought of. And so that's a beautiful piece of it as well that I enjoy. So... A student is thinking about going into science fields or criminal justice, and they're in high school. Um, what advice would you give them? Like, so as a Christian student, and they're like, "I want to live totally surrendered to God, but I also feel like He's placed chemistry or criminal justice or something of that sort in my life." What advice do you give them as next steps in their life? I think time management is a huge deal. <laughs> it's something I've struggled with a lot because uh, you have to. Have the time for your studies because being a science major is hard. It takes a lot of work. You cannot be a science major and not love science. (laughs) It takes a lot of commitment. and But you also have to find time for your spiritual life as well. And at the beginning of my freshman year, my first semester, um, I did not make time for that balance. I focused solely on schoolwork and I was always stressed. My grades were not where I wanted them to be. And I took a step back, and the following semester, I tried to make a little bit more time and a little bit more room for um, just more mental help, Uh, spending time with friends, spending time reading or praying, and making that a daily part of my life. And I watched my grades go up. So that was kind of interesting to see that it's not just about this Mm 24-7 stressed-out focus, that you also have to have that balance of taking care of your physical things and your grades and all that stuff but in the future and in eternity what really matters is where your heart is and I've been going through that recently thinking about that uh, watching stressing out over grades um, especially as a junior you get into some of the hardest classes that nobody wants to take (laughs) And so I've had to wrestle with that. And even I've had friends who have been reminding me, like, these are just, these are just numbers. It's just grades. It's not the end of the world. Like, you can get through it. So I guess just encouragement for that, that grades are not the end all be all. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter so much what your grade is as where your heart is. Mm -hmm. And so just make sure to find time to do your studies of course but also to find time for yourself to just be with God to pray do a little devotion in the morning um, even if it's just as you're walking around somewhere like sometimes if I find myself walking by myself around campus 
just pray from one location to another. It doesn't matter that it's only two minutes. Mm-hmm. Just having that time really helps to just bring some calmness. And I've found that if I can just take a worship song or take 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, just to relax and calm myself down, it makes it so much easier to get through the day and get through the tough coursework that comes with being a science major. Yeah. Um, I've also loved, as you've discovered about time management during your time here, you've had people to talk through it with. And so I've watched you seek out mentor after mentor or your advisor to say, what what should I do? Like, here's what I feel like God is calling me to do, but let me like process this with you. Like we've had those processing conversations. Um, and so another piece I see that you are a great example of is um, talk to people. Talk to people who may be in the field that you want to go into, right? See if see what they love about it. Um, and maybe somebody who knows Jesus and is walking faithfully in a calling that you see yourself being in. What does it look like for them? That would be a su- suggestion I have as well. Um, seek out guidance because there are people that are already doing this and uh, they want to give their wisdom too. So, cool. Bree, you are awesome. <laughs> Your heart is amazing, and I'm excited for what you're going to do in the forensics field, for sure. Um, the people that you work with are going to be so blessed by you, and campus is blessed by you already. Um, you are just a kind, sweetheart that uh, like people run to because you listen. You listen really well, and I value that in you. So thanks for sharing your heart today. Uh, you're so wise and kind brilliant in all ways so I always love hanging out and talking with you I'm gonna have to sit on some of those things that you said about like how God like shows us about our spirits by how he created us thank you guys for tuning in we are excited for you to continue to join us um, next week we're going to be talking to a professor Um, who is actually teaching students in a field that is in ministry. And so see how he's training people to do that. So we're excited. Uh, Hey, remember, you can follow us on Quest at SWU on our social media on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a website that is swuquest.com, and that's where you are listening to this podcast most likely as well. So we love you guys. Thank you for continuing to tune in. Hey, look back at other episodes if you want to catch up on where we're at. We will see you next time. Have a good one.